Welcome to the Coaches Impact Podcast. Our mission is to get better OADB. That's right, on a daily basis. The Coaches Impact is the X's and O's of personal and professional growth. We'll talk about character, standards of excellence, core values, mindset, leadership, and many other topics on our way to living a growth mindset. Together, we'll embark on the journey of getting 1% better every day. Get ready to be inspired and gain insights into the power of coaching and the importance of cultivating a growth mindset. Get ready to broaden your impact. Let's go. everyone and welcome back to the Coaches Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Zeller. Everything's on the table this week. We're going to talk about leadership of a campus athletic program, leading with a growth mindset, and a few other topics to help us get better. Today, we're visiting with my good friend and the head football coach of the North Forney Falcons, Eric Luster. Welcome to the show, Coach Luster. Man, I, I am honored. I've seen the lineup that you had so far, and for me to get the call to be on the show, man, I I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm fired to be on the show, though, Jay. Well, let's just be honest. I had to dumb it down for a week. So <laughs> if that makes you more comfortable, I knew it there was, you I go. I knew it was something. I knew it was something. <laughs> no, all jokes, man. I, we are we are like-minded. We're, uh, we're, we're part of a, a pretty tight inner circle. Uh, so you were definitely going to be amongst the single-digit people on the impact. So uh, I think you're coming in at – eight or nine. I can't remember where I'm at, but we have not hit double digits yet. And you're on the show. So there you go. Man, <laughs> man I appreciate it. Jay. So man, just thinking, I, I got to thinking, man, I just threw a dig as well. And, uh, you know, it, you get it from Randy. You, you just got it from me. Uh, this is just kind of the norm. You just used to taking the shots. It is, <laughs> it is man. I, I get it from, from, from you, Randy, <laughs> my staff, my own my own players are are, are, are getting me now. It's like I, I, I'm not safe anywhere I go. <laughs> that was unintentional. I'm calling myself out. I'm, I'm putting I'm I'm dropping a coin in my jar for for throwing shade at you, man. Uh, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, to return the favor. So <laughs> yeah. let's go. And I will not edit. All right. Oh, we've had some fun. So let's let's start this thing off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then run us through your coaching career. Well, man, uh, I, I think I sound like everyone else. And it's almost a cliche when you ask coaches, why do you coach? It's always, it was always one coach to make an impact on them. And, but I, man, I was, I was blessed enough to have, to have three coaches, man, and, and, and a principal that just poured into me um, and made me want to get on this journey and, and be a coach. Man, this is my, I'm starting my 25th year in the, in this in this profession. This is my sixth year, my second head coaching job um, here at, at North Forney. And if anybody ever been a head coach before or, or, or aspire to be a head coach, man, you 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 understand what the second job means. Um, the first job, man, I just wanted to be a head coach so bad. I, I took a program that was known to be a basketball school, and wow. and I was I, I was arrogant to think that hey, all they need was me. And I'm gonna go down there and make a difference. And they needed they needed a lot more than me. They needed me, Jesus, Paul, Luke, John. Yeah, they needed a lot. And uh, 
So I tell a lot of people, man, that that first job was more of a missionary work than anything for me. Okay. But I, I learned a lot from being there. So, man, I, I've been blessed to do this for a while. Um, worked for some great head coaches. Um, worked for some, some great administrators like yourself, man. That that really just kind of poured into me, molded me, and 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 just told me that I was doing the right thing and, and continue to do it. Um, how about reading this book or how about listening to this type type growth mindset people? So. Um, I'm just blessed to be to be a part of this circle that we're in. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Eric, when I first met you, you were the assistant head football coach for the Grapevine Mustangs working under head coach Randy Jackson at the time. Talk about the role of an assistant head coach. What, what were your responsibilities? Uh, what pressures did you place on yourself to, to serve the head coach, but also to serve the football program? Just in general, talk to me about you know, what that role is for, for me, uh, man, because I was a head coach before and I knew the kind of coach that I wanted um, to work for me. And I wanted to be that coach for, for, for Randy. I wanted to be that coach for everybody that I worked to after that point. And, and what I wanted was, was a guy with, with a growth mindset, a, a guy with a vision, a guy that wanted to be aligned with what with with my vision was, and I knew what what Randy wanted out of a program, and and I knew he couldn't do it all by himself. So I wanted to be that guy to fill to kind of fill in the blank. Um, if we needed a a disciplinarian guy, I was going to be the disciplinarian. If we needed a raw raw guy, I was going to be the raw raw guy. If we needed a guy that that's going to take care of all the paperwork, talk to parents, whatever was needed, I was going to do it. And 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 that's why I think assistant head coach has to be um, thinking like a head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're an assistant head coach, your 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 next step is to take that assistant off and and be a head coach. So don't wait an, until you know you get a job to start thinking like a head coach, man. Or you know, a, a lot of guys, millennials now, um, they come in, they coach for three years, and they're already thinking about being a being a head coach. And, but they haven't done, they haven't done, uh, UIL paperwork. They haven't, they haven't been in charge of a, of a parent meeting. They don't, they haven't talked to, to kids or, or teachers or did grade report. All, all they want to know is, you know, they, they just want to go out there and, and, and be in charge of a program. There's a lot more to it than just, all right, this is the offense I'm going to run. This is the defense I'm going to run. I'm going to hire my friends. Let's go. It's, it's more to it than that. So for, for me, that I wanted to take the pressure off of the off of the head coach and, and take on more responsibility because I knew my time was coming to to be a head coach again, and I didn't want to wait. I I'll, I'll say it like this, Jay. I was I was blessed to have that head coaching job, and I learned more from my failures. I learned more from um, not knowing what to do, and uh, than than I did actually doing the job. Yep. If that if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Hundred percent. And. And that's the reason why I wanted to work for Randy. Now, he's known for turning programs around. I want to know how he did it. Um, and I got in, and, and I wasn't just waiting for him to tell me what to do. I think that's another mistake for, for coaches. Mm-hmm. that They come in the office at the meeting, and they're waiting to be told what to do. And by, but they're, going, they're great coaches. They're going to do exactly what you tell them. But for me, I, I come in, I'm like, well, the laundry hasn't been done yet. Let me jump in and do the laundry. Right. Hey, hey, man, our meeting tables is a mess. Let me clean this up. Uh, so it was just the little things wasn't too little for me to, all right, man, somebody else will do this. Somebody else needs to do this. Hey, you know, so for, for me, I just wanted to be that guy that, that fixed things. Yep. 
Uh, you talked about the things that that you do in preparation to to drop that assistant title and become that head coach. What I was talking with Coach Rusty Dowling just a, a week or so ago on the show, and, and one of the things that we were talking about was hiring in the in the path and, and getting that next job. And I told him that over the last several years, I've, I've had several head football coach jobs come open, and mm-hmm. you know everybody throws their name in the hat for for those if you're a football coach ready or not, uh, which is fine. You, yeah. You've got to learn, you know, how to, how to go through that process. So it, it's not a bad thing, but the people that are ready and that have put in the time, one of the things that, that I, a conversation that I've had with several of them is, especially for internal candidates, you better have been working the campus long before that head football job opened up. Because if you yep. if you haven't shown uh, support of and built relationships with programs outside of the football program, uh, it's going to be very very difficult for people to buy into your leadership on on the whole campus yep. because you haven't been doing it. You didn't do it before. Uh, you just started doing it now when the job opened. So uh, I think one of those things for you know OCs and DCs and assistant head football coaches, uh, those th- that next step for them is that head job. And you guys, you should be doing it anyway, but make sure if, if your path you think is taking you down that head coach role, get out to those other other programs, build relationships with the coaches, because you just never know yeah. when that internal job's going to open up. But also, one of the things that I've learned, people that haven't done it, and then they go get a job where you know nobody knows that they hadn't really done it. But then you get there and you're surprised because you just do what you've always done. And now all of a sudden you're having to deal with programs outside of your own because you're the campus leader. Yeah. So that's yeah. a super important part of preparing yourself ahead of time. All those things that you talked about, but it, it's the you, you better build relationships with with the entire campus and, and understand that in that leadership role, it's not just about football. You, you may have something come up Friday yeah. in the middle of the day yeah. on a game day, and you're going to be expected to do it. And you just got to trust that you've got good people under you to to keep the ball moving forward, so to speak. Yeah, and it's almost. I'll say this: you got to go in there, and not uh, not to be disloyal to the head coach, but you got to go in and do a job to where if that head coach leaves, that it's a no-brainer to hire you. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, uh, I always say the easiest job to get is the one that you can inherit, and that's what happened here at, at, at North Fournier. I inherited this job after Coach Jackson uh, retired. I mean, but I made it to a deal where it wasn't anyone else they could have chose from. Uh, the same yeah. thing you just said. I went to every every volleyball not every volleyball game, but I went to a lot of volleyball games, a lot of back home or away. I drove the bus. You know, uh, on homecoming days, I dressed up right along with the other teachers. But I wanted the teachers to know I, I wasn't just a coach. I, I'm, I'm part of this school. I'm part of this campus. Uh, the community as well. I went to the booster club meetings when I didn't have to. Um, I, I, I went and took the players to to churches, uh, and Coach Jackson didn't have to ask me to do that um, because I wanted to be I wanted to be the the, the face of, of North Forney right along with with Coach Jackson. So when they said North Forney, they said Coach Randy Jackson, but they also said, "Oh, and mm-hmm. Coach Luster." Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of times, man, we get caught up. Now, I've got, I have guys in my office who have no aspiration of being um, a head coach. So their, their mindset is like, hey, I'm just going to do a good job. But it, it's got to be a deal. It's getting there now. And that's the reason why we have success now. It's got to be a deal to where uh, we're all singing the same song. We're all doing the same dance. And we, we want 
to do the best for for North Forney, not just for our next job. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's kind of that soldier mindset. So yes, sir. I mean, it, it's all on the line. You come together real quick as a team. Uh, doesn't matter yep. what your backgrounds are. You know who's mad at who. When you're in the trenches, you're in the trenches. So that's what that's what every coaching program should uh, should be like. Exactly, fight for our own survival. Yeah. So let's let's follow up a little bit on that, uh, staying on the same topic. Having been an assistant head coach prior to leading your own program there at North Forney, have you changed what that role looks like, uh, or is it pretty much the same as as what you did? Or I, mean, I guess first question is, do you have an assistant head coach? And yes, I do. Okay. And, and then he's a good man. He's nothing like 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 me. And and Jay and, and I was I was almost I, I have to apologize to him sometimes because I, I I wanted him to be to be me um, to be the assistant head coach that I was to Randy. And that was unfair to him mm-hmm. because he's one of the guys who, who he has no aspirations of of being a a head coach. Man, but he's a really good one. He pours into kids. He holds kids accountable. He do all those things as, as as I would do, but he's not thinking overall like program a lot, you know. So, gotcha. but what he's good at, what he's good at is are the things that I'm not, and so that's the reason why he's my assistant head coach because he's good at, at you know, organizational stuff. Man, I don't have to worry about a bus. I don't have to worry about my uh, P P A P Fs. Uh, I don't have to worry about eligibility forms. Uh, you know, he all that's already done. He's that guy. Um, I don't have to worry about you know my attendance being turned in on time to the school. He's already he, he's he's the, he's he's that. So that that frees me up to do other to, to do other things, and I appreciate what he does because he's he's the anti the opposite of of of, of me. Um, but what I've done was when I when I first got the job, man, I still try to do all things myself, and I couldn't do that and, mm-hmm. and run this program. Yeah. You know, and and it, it wasn't fair to my kids. It wasn't fair to my coaches because I was up here all day because I wanted to be a a a, a good a, a good coach. So what I meant by that is I wanted them to be home with their families, and I was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And so, but now what I do now is the things that I would do, I appoint someone to do those things. You know, um, like right now we have churches that feed our our players. And I make sure that my uh, my assistant coaches are like mine. I designate two guys every week to go to the churches for me, and so I don't have to do those things. In the past, I would get those myself. Gotcha. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not I'm not preparing those guys to to be head coaches if I'm doing it all myself. So I, it was it was a deal where I was cheating myself, and I was cheating coaches out of all the chance to be to be leaders. And I was cheating them out of the chance to get their name out there as well. If something happens to, let's say, the University of Texas called Coach Luster and they offered me a million dollars to come coach, I'm going to take that. <laughs> and, you know, so <laughs> I love North Forty, but I'm, I'm going to take that opportunity. And But I, I need to know that I prepared my, my assistant under me to, if they want this job, that they have the same opportunity that I had to get it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, that somewhat is going to lead us into our next question, but you are a guy that since as long as I've known you has been a guy that's led before you had the title after your name of head coach, campus coordinator, fill in the blank. What drove you to be that kind of coach, that kind of person? 
Man, uh, three things, man. Uh, the first one, my mom. Hmm. My mom, man, ever since I, w- I could remember this, she always told me that you can do the same thing as everybody else can do. You know, if I if I wanted to be a head coach, I can I could be one. Um, I'm no different than anyone else. No one else has a more opportunity than than, than I do. The next thing is, man, I really wanted to. I really wanted my uh, my community to be. I wanted North Florida to be great. You know, uh, I wanted whatever school I was at to to be great. Uh, if I'm at a little small school and I'm the head basketball coach, I wanted that to be the best program in in the state of Texas. So it didn't matter. What I did, I treated my my second sport like it was my first sport, you know, and I wasn't going to slack off. You get some coaches that I'm a football coach. I don't know why I got to coach this, why I got to coach that. That never was my mindset. My mindset is I'm in it for kids. Yeah. So that that was what I was. So the main title that I had before anything was coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't that I was head coach, assistant coach, you know, bus driver. It was like it was never too – I was never too big for, for, for whatever I was at. So my deal was I, I wanted that job. I wanted to be a head coach one day, but I was going to make sure I was already doing doing the head coach's role right right now. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, so your role at North Forney, you're the head football coach, campus coordinator, correct? Yes, sir. So I, I would assume as the, the campus coordinator that you are heavily involved in, in the hiring of – uh, assistant coaches mm-hmm. and head coaches for the campus? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Good. Then I can ask you this next question. Let's go. <laughs> so regardless of the sport, regardless of the position, what is your favorite interview question, the the question that tells you the most about a candidate and if they're a good fit for the position that you have and for, for your staff? But for, for me, you know, man, I – I got caught up as a young coach. I would look at resumes. Oh, they worked at um, South Lake Carroll. Oh, they worked at Allen. They were, you know, they were at, at Shadow Creek. You know, they were at Brazosport. You know, they they get and I would get so caught up on that. Then I would get them in, and and my coaches hated these guys. Mm-hmm. They were arrogant. Um, they were too good to be at whatever school we we were at. You know, we couldn't get them to, to flip laundry. We couldn't get them to. It, it was it was and all they did was complain about where they about being at the school that we were at. So I stopped looking at resumes, and, and, and all I wanted, all I want now, is somebody that's going to be a dad, or 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 a great mom, um, to my to my students. So that's my number one question. So I always ask them. I say, hey, if if you get this job, I want you to help me raise kids. Hey, tell me how you're going to be a dad or or or, or a mom to my to my players. And if they go in there and they and they talk about pouring into my kids, and they talk about keeping my kids accountable loving my kids that's that's more impressive than i've been coaching for 20 something years i won two state championships i've been a dc and a head coach before that that's i can teach you what i want you to know but i i can't you know it's you you gotta man pour into kids gotta want to play for you that's how i just put it like that and if a kid doesn't want to play for you it, it doesn't matter what drills you do it doesn't matter, man. What how many rings you have? If they don't want to play for you, they're not going to play for you. And I want, I man. I got a little guy. Two, he's been coaching two years, and my players love him, and they 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 bust their tails, you know, for for this guy, because man, he's right there with them. He's he's running sprints with them. He's he's joking around with them, but he's also punishing them too if they act up in class, and they know that he loves them, just like a dad. 
you know, I, I'm going to love you. I'm going to tell you some dumb jokes, but I'm also going to hold you accountable. And that's what I want in my program. Yeah. So you don't have to say the name if you don't want to, but do I know that that coach that you just described? Oh, the little guy, little Justin Velasquez? <laughs> <laughs> So yes, the the answer. I didn't say little guy. The, 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 the answer to the question was yes. Uh, <laughs> that was who I figured you were describing. <laughs> yes. So so see, you take your own shots too. There you go. I do. There I you go. From the best. I learned from the best. <laughs> yeah. I learned to give backhanded compliments just like you guys do. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, good for him, uh, and, and good for you for having coaches like that. Um, oh man, he's going to be a head coach one day. Yeah, 100%. He will. Uh, sooner rather than later, probably. So yeah, I just keep, I'm, keep I'm plugging gonna, away. When, when you get that I'm Texas job, he, he may you know become the North Forney he coach. Might, he, might, he might. He might. And I'm going to wear all my burnt orange stuff here and, and, and just brag about everything that I got going on there. <laughs> he, he wouldn't care. This he, yeah. is a great place here. Yeah, there you go. All right. We kind of talked about this just a, a little bit a few minutes ago, but how do you balance being the head football coach with being a visible leader on campus for all of the other programs? Well, man, honestly, once again, I, I want to be the guy that I would want to work for, you know? So, man, my main deal is we, we meet as, 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 a, as, a, as head coaches of each sport. We meet once a, once a month, um, and I kind of go over, you know, my AD's expectations of him and what he wants to see and what, what we're doing good, what we're doing wrong. But also – uh, man, I just go around. I, I smile. And I high five my coaches in, in front of their players. I um, mm. I, uh, I high five the players. I go by. I go through the gyms on my way to the front office intentionally because I want those kids to see me that I care more than just football. Yeah. Um, I'll stop and I, I'll take pictures. I tweet kids out. You know, they, that's their love language. They want that. Um, I ask them. I ask the kids, not the coach. Hey, when's your next meet? Uh, I, I just being visible, man, and just having it, it all boiled down to one word relationships mm -hmm. and, and if you got a relationship with your head coaches man um i come to games and, and the head coaches point 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 me out hey look there's coach lesser we gotta do a great job he's here to see mm -hmm. us win you know and i and i make jokes all the time and say hey man if y'all lose he's fired you know and, and the kids start smiling <laughs> yeah uh, you know it's just it just it's, it's all about relationships and that's kind of what i think that you have to be it can't be just football and and everybody else feels that way um it's got to be a deal where, and, and so I, we did that this this summer. I don't know if you saw it, Jay, where I took all the sports and we did a highlight video with all the sports and we did our creed together. Mm. Um, we are, you know, so they feel it. I'm not just saying it. They feel like they matter um, to me. Yep. And um, the training, I do um, training of the day for football. Uh, man, we do. My little managers, um, I give them the same shirts that my football players get. And so uh, it's a family, and that's how I want it to be. I want it to feel like it's a family. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, the the shirts that you give the managers, do they have a big question mark on them? They get those too. So <laughs> they like got to earn their title of manager. Yes. So I, I always tell them, I say, you know what this question mark <laughs> means on you? I don't know if you'll be here in a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, you better make sure the laundry's done. That's good. That's good. But I, I would assume that that they appreciate that just as much as as the guys do, and, and uh, they see that as a challenge to hey, I, I'm here and I got to show up every day just like they do, uh, regardless of yeah. what the what the job is. Like I, I'm I'm here to bring it. Yeah, 
So. Yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a pride deal, you know. Um, I tell him, I said, man, I'm gonna get you guys out of class early. Y'all gonna get a Letterman jacket. I'm gonna feed you guys. Y'all gonna be there with us. We make the playoffs. And, you know, so it's a pride thing for them too. They feel like they're part of our program, right? Um, you know, when we take pictures, uh, we do media day, and they're they're taking pictures in there, and they got their little shirts on, they got a jerk, they got everything that my team has, the little managers and my trainers have as well, because yeah. they're a part of my program. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, what has surprised you the most since taking over as the head football coach and, and campus coordinator at North Forney? Well, and you know, we were a two school town, mm-hmm. and you know, and we're the new school, and. And man, we live on 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 one side of the highway. The other school's on the other side, and we was almost like the the, the little stepchild for a while. You know, no one, no one. We felt like no one cared about us. Uh, you know, they, they they fed us, they clothed us. You know, they made sure that we you know we we wouldn't like neglected, but it, it, we just didn't feel the love. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, man, uh, actually started in spring. I started to, you know, everybody does a character building deal and it, and it lasts during the football season. But what I did with that was I, uh, I made sure that I had a different pastor still come through every week and speak to our kids. We did a, a deal uh, with a youth minister where they led our, our character development and my, uh, my captains would take whatever they learned from that character development and teach it to our battalions mm-hmm. in, our, in our boot camp. So then, man, I looked up, and those guys are still hanging around. They're still coming through in the summer. Um, the churches feed my team pregame. Like, so the day before for our game, they, our team meals is, is, is by different churches every week. Uh, it's just a community um, involvement has been the biggest surprise. And I, and I say, man, that's the biggest reason why this season is different, because our kids feel like, and I, and I tell them that, you know, our whole deal this uh, football season is I am. And um, it's powerful. The, and, and, and the pastors and, and preachers, they, they, they speak on it every week. I am. They go to these Bible verses where it says in the Bible. And, and But my deal is, is I am the north side. Hmm. You know, um, and so we, we don't need to be, be anything. I know Coach Jackson had goons and goonvilles. And my baseball coach had dirtbag and dirtbag nation. Hmm. All we got to be is Falcons. And yeah. that's, 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 our, that's our glue. That's what we need. That's why people hate us. That's why people love us, because we're Falcon. And and that's kind of where, man, like last night, I had about seven pastors, you know, um, on the field. It was it was funny. My uh, uh, the, the going joke is that our very first game was 107, and a, and a storm came in, and it was lightning, and, and, it, and it downpoured, and it dropped down to like 90-something degrees. And then everybody's like, well, that's where all those pastors come in, you know, like – so it, it's been great. That's been the biggest, the biggest surprise is the the, the outpour of of um of a community involvement. And my kids all go to Waffle House after the game, and, and Waffle. And there's and people go in after the game, know my players are going to be there, and they want to be around my players. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting when you said uh, on the North Forney on the North side, y'all y'all felt like you were the stepchild. When it's an interesting dynamic between uh, two high school districts. Uh, mm-hmm. When you were at Grapevine, w- what sense did you get between Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage? Well, we felt the same way. We felt like everybody catered to to, to Colleyville, and, and you know how it is. And we played on that, but you know, uh, which we felt like that. You know, hey, you know, if if, if this would have happened at Colleyville, this wouldn't it wouldn't even be an issue. But since it happened here. <laughs> 
you know, uh, that's how it is over here at North Forney. You know, it, if, if, if we sneeze and then we don't say God bless you, oh, my God, it's all over Facebook, worst school ever, they're so ghetto over there. And and we've kind of taken that to prove them wrong. Yeah. Don't I, be what they think you are. Yeah. So I asked you that because I I knew what my perception was, or, or at least what I heard from, from both sides. And, and the Colleyville Heritage yeah. side would have said exactly what you said from, exactly. from North Forney exactly. because they were the new school. Grapevine had all the tradition. They were right there at the stadium, uh, all of those things. It, yes. It's funny. Yes. It's, it's a back and forth yes. between two horse towns. And uh, it, it's, it was interesting. It made me think about that. So I was curious what, what y'all thought when you were on staff there. Well, and we were like, okay, man, they're catering in that side because that, that's where the soup lives. That's where all the money's at, you know. So <laughs> Meanwhile, that, the soup's kid was on your in your program. Exactly. You're right. So you guys You're were right. just full of it. You show up to the stadium and your in your logo, uh, if you're across town, Colleyville Heritage, and you get a big blue Mustang on the water tower at the yeah. stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you guys were full of it. Uh, we, were. we were. Okay. Shifting gears again here. So I, I mentioned a, a while back, you know, we're part of a, a tight knit inner circle of friends. Um, and really what's brought us together is just our growth mindset. It's, it's not the X's and O's. Mm -hmm. Most of the people in our group are football and somehow or another, uh, a crazy soccer guy has, has been allowed in. Um, yeah. <laughs> when for you, when did the growth mindset light bulb, uh, turn on? Man, when I was in South Texas, getting my butt kicked every week, um, man, what I thought I knew and what I and, and what I know now are, are, are two different things. Um, man, I thought all you needed was this defense. This is the best defense. They won so many state championships running 4-3. You know, everybody's let's go. I'm going to the Tony Franklin system. Everybody knows that. Um, I got a guy that knows it back and forth. Let's hire these guys. And I didn't have a program. I had, I had a defense. I had an offense. But I didn't have a program. And I watched uh, Randy take over Poteet. And they went from one and nine to, to that huge turnaround. And I want to know how he did it. So I started talking to him. Um, there was a guy at East Texas Baptist um, University that had won a national championship at little small colleges. I want to know how he did it. So I wanted to learn. I, I, I kind of ate some humble pie there. Mm -hmm. And I realized what I didn't know. And, man, and I watched uh, a lot of documentaries of great coaches. Man, the one that really kind of got my – growth mindset deal was, was the, the documentary over Chuck Noll. And he was talking about a, uh, never stop learning that in every offseason he, he learned something new. He learned how to fly a plane, how to play the ukulele, how to, how to paint. He all, it was, it was something outside of football that he wanted to learn. He said, I feel like I know everything about football. Wow. I want to learn more, more stuff. And so that, that's what it was for me. And that's why I wanted to be a part of this circle because I want to know more than just about X's and O's. Man, how do you get your kids to 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 play hard for you? How, how do you get um, you know your coaches to to want to, to to work for you? How do you get your next job? How do you interview? How do you you know um, get kids to to do after school programs and you know and take pride in that? You know, so it was it was a lot of that, and because of that, man, I met a lot of good people on on the way, man. You know. Perry up in Nixa, uh, Dr. Gilbert, you know, uh, Chris Yeager, 
you know, all of these, all of these guys here are just, just dudes, and and they're good at what they do, and they win. Yeah. But they're good for kids. You know, they're not just good, not just good football coaches. They're good men, and and that's what I want to be known for. When it's all said and done, Jay, man, I got, I got uh, three boys. I got five all together. I got five sons, but I got three of them. They're gonna be coaches, and that's my leg. That's my legacy. You know, my legacy. Um, I want to win state championships, man. And uh, right now we're two and zero, and I, I want to be ten and zero when it's all said and done. But two years from now, no one's gonna remember that we were that we were ten and zero. You know, um, I I learned early, man, when, when I was trying to climb this ladder, and I was putting all these hours in. Uh, the old adage says that, you know, no one's gonna remember all those late nights that you was up at the school. Those kids are gonna forget that. Mm. But the kids, the kids that are gonna remember that is your own. Yep. You know, so my boys seen seen that they watch me, and I, I'm more intentional about my family, my own family now, and so I try to figure out ways. And only when you can do that is 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 have a growth mindset. How can I be good at what I do in less time? And I can go over and work my tail off, and you know, the old the old story about the guy that's the two professional. You know, wood choppers, one was just working his tail off and the other one would stop. And while he was stopping, he was sharpening his axe. So all that other guy saw him do was sit down the whole time. And at the end of the day, the guy who was sitting down chopped more wood. Hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to chop more wood than everybody else. But I want to know how the, how the best wood choppers are doing it. Hmm. Yep, you just made uh, Dr. Gilbert and, and Randy proud with a story. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so th- this is this is probably a this is a personal struggle for me. I'll just be honest. So guys like us that I would consider myself all in uh, on growth. There, there's not something at this point in my career I have realized over the last. I, I, my light bulb moment was was spring of 2011. I, I've shared that openly. Mm. I, I know exactly when it is, and, and so that's you know what, 12, 13 years. Uh, since yeah. and every year I learn a little bit more and a little bit more on how to plug in more um, and and I just keep trying to get better. My problem is I think everybody around me should be doing the exact same thing. So I struggle yeah. tremendously with prioritizing a growth mindset with my staff without just turning them off altogether. So how do you, because I think we're a lot alike, but we, we might mm-hmm. not be alike and and that you might handle a growth mindset a little bit better with your staff. So how do you prioritize growth mindset? How do you get them outside of the X's and O's and into that personal growth or professional growth off the field without alienating them? Well, man, man, I try to say it like this. I I push the ones who, who who want to be pushed and I drag the other ones, you know, so we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get there. Um, is is how we all get there, you know. Um, so like right now we do weekly um, character building, mm-hmm. and so we're we're all talking about you know I am, but they got to develop it themselves. They got to do the research themselves, and I I give them the the format of, of how I want it. Then in in the off season, you know, I tell them about hey, you know, we we got the 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 mindset, you know, the the elite coaches mindset you know group i need you guys to get on it and you know not all of them going to get on it they're all going to have excuses coach i i got one coach that has went to 
a wedding on on the same day for the past six weeks. You know, I don't know how many more people got to get married, but he's a popular dude. Anything. Yes, man. He's out. I don't know if he's a pastor officiating the weddings or what's going on. He's crashing. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. But man, I still hold him accountable to to teach our kids. Don't and there's no way you can teach your you can teach our kids without learning yourself. So um, that's one of the ways how how I try to do it is no we I, I tell you the one of the, one of the good ones too was uh, the book study yeah. is that when we do it the easiest one was one that I got from the um, elite coaches mastermind the the twin thieves that was an easy one to do it had the questions for them but they had to read it and get into it and my coaches got stuff out of it good. Um, I know my, I know my coaches that they want they don't want to read a a three hundred page book you know that was an easy read for them. You know, so I'm not going to do something where it's a deal to where I do turn them off by making them reading, you know, the uh, Moby Dick and, and let's <laughs> decipher that and, how, and compare that to our football team. Yeah. But I, I do want them to to get into something and use a a, a YouTube video to teach a lesson. Yeah. Uh, we also have our, our like I said, we do like we got our monthly coach coaches meetings you know, and I teach them something as well as, hey, man, I learned this this week. Uh, if anybody wants to know where, where where I got it from, this is where I got it from. We can talk about it more. Um, we do a deal as well uh, in in the summer to where I take my coaches to to different um, campuses and we try to learn not just X and O's but program building. And that's where that's where my growth is coming from. Is I, I think I got the offense that I want. I got the defense that I want. How can we make our program build? And I think if you if you kind of hone it into one specific thing that you're looking for, you can get more of the growth mindset from that than just leaving it so vague to I want to make you a better person or a better coach or better father. Honestly, man, you, you're gonna get that residually if you're if you're really working on your program. Yeah. It's good stuff. I appreciate it. We <laughs> started here probably end of January, beginning of February. I've I've always done a, a monthly impact all the way since Grapevine Colleyville. I don't, not the entire time at Grapevine Colleyville, but at some point in Grapevine Colleyville, we started a monthly coaches impact, and it's I've kept it with me, and it's it's kind of adjusted and, and grown through the years. But in in January, early February, started doing a daily coaches impact. Uh, just a small. It could be a, a YouTube video. It could be a quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just be mm-hmm. whatever's on my heart and started using it on WhatsApp and and I think around the end of May beginning of June I got turned on to Sports U and I I, I knew what Sports U was but I'd never mm-hmm. used it in my role we didn't have it when I was coaching and I flipped that over to Sports U holy cow it's been so good uh, and yeah. now we started in August I opened it up for coaches I have a I have a calendar on on Google Sheets that started August one goes all the way to July thirty first of twenty four, and basically coaches just go sign up. You want to, if you want to lead us on a day, go put your name on that day. And if it if the day is blank, then I'll lead it. If if somebody has signed up, then then they lead it. And man, it's been so good. Uh, so th- that's, how long that's do, that, do, they, do they do it? Every day is a little bit different. Some some coaches will will put a you know a short novel. Uh, about it's kind of like a testimony type of thing, and, and it's long to read. You know, it may take you five minutes mm-hmm. or so to read. Um, sometimes I'll put a, a video that's you know three to five minutes from YouTube. I'll link it on there, and, and I'll and I'll 
you know, send a few paragraphs and kind of talk about what that meant to me, you know, and really kind of talk about our core values, some, uh, our mantra. I try and when I do it, I try and shift it into those things, but I also, I have to kind of woe myself a little bit because I can get, you know, let's just be honest. I can get a little bit crazy and I I realize that about myself. So (laughs) this August has been so good because one, it's allowing them an opportunity to do those things and, and step out in a way that they haven't been doing. So that's good, especially for the ones that are participating. It's making them more comfortable to, to, to lead a group like that, be vulnerable. And, and then they're like, that was easy. There's nothing to that. I can do that again. But also it allows one, I'm getting to hear and see a different perspective, but it, but it's, it's also the same types of messages, but they're not coming from me. So it's not me driving it down the coaches. It's our coaches picking up that torch and leading other coaches in this stuff that has nothing to do with X's, X's and O's. It, it has been, yeah. honestly, it's been fantastic. Uh, and it's, it got even better August one when, when we started doing that. So yeah, it, it's so easy and, and, and there's no rules to it. You, you make it as long or sh- yeah. short as you want. Like the, the other day I, I posted a, a video. Uh, it was a funny video from Ted Lasso of them doing kind of a dance routine scene. And it was like, Hey, sometimes you just got to laugh. Have a great weekend. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I can get stupid. Uh, and so I, I have to be intentional about, you know, pulling back on, on my own reins, not theirs, mine, because I, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to think the same way I do. And, and it's just not possible. Oh, it's let me rephrase. It's possible. Uh, just not at, at when I want it to ha- happen. <laughs> so, I you. you know, and I think that we a lot of us have that same struggle. But but, you know, not everybody is at the same point in their life as what we are right now. And so I have to tell myself, we have to allow people to grow. Your wife tell you, my wife always tells me, they're not you. <laughs> I come home and I'll be like, you know, man, I, I tried to feel good. Try to get, they're not you. They're not you. So you, you hear your wife ever tell you that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. We, we have a lot in common there. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. good. I mean, it, and but I think that the realization I've come to that realization more, probably over this summer and to start this year that you know there's just certain things that I, I need to settle down on, not lower the standard, but I need to settle down some and and build like them and, and grow them to that capacity uh, with the same standard, but not be so expectant of it happening right here, right now. Um, You're preaching to the choir, Jay. So. Yeah. So there we go. It, <laughs> just two guys having having an honest conversation about our own flaws. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, which they're with good intention, but I've realized that it's a flaw of mine, not of theirs. Um, and exactly. And if yeah. I can keep building that relationship, and this is what I told the coaches: uh, why August has been so good, because their leadership and their participation in in our daily impact is going to make other coaches that that weren't participating participate because they're friends with them. So they're going to come and see what, what their buddy put on there and they might just come back and, and that's a win. Well, you know, for, for me, it was like when we were on a mastermind, I would hear something and I wanted to expand on it. The next thing you know, I'm, I'm talking like next, I'm talking five minutes on it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not hard to do. Gosh. No. Then um, <laughs> you were, then you were, then you and Randy would make fun of me afterwards. I'm like, Oh, I thought I did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, so I, 
you've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I, I just want to see if, if you're, if there's something you left off, feel free to add it, but let, let's talk about players specifically. Um, yeah. You're actively involved in modeling what it takes to be a quality young man and young woman, as you've said, uh, share some of the activities that you do to impact kids and set them up for life successes, not just successes on Tuesday or Friday nights. Well, man, you know, I can talk about what my community has done, done for us, but honestly, the biggest thing that we do, man, one of our core values is serve. And, and man, this day and age, it's so easy for these kids to keep asking for things and more things, expect things, and you know. So what we try to do is serve one another. Um, at least once a month, you know, um, I take a different group of kids and we take ice cream around the school and, and we, we pass out ice cream to, to the teachers. Nice. Um, and that's uh, just an easy way to get teachers on your side. Yep. That's an easy way to get admin on your side. Um, the next thing that, that we try to do is like during the holidays, uh, I take, man, I don't, I don't cap the number off. Whoever wants to come, come on. And we usually get about 20 to 25 kids and we pass out uh, turkeys and, and things to people in our, in our community. Uh, with the, the chamber of commerce is in on that. They, they, they fund all that and we, we just give the muscle. Mm. Uh, we do it. Uh, we help with the fun run for Christmas. You know, we do a, uh, a car wash for Easter, you know, just teaching these young men that, man, you get more by doing more, you know, and, and just kind of just being a servant. Um, these kids kind of expect everybody to do things for them. And that's the reason why, you know, I, I don't really want to say anything a lot about about what, what our community is doing for us, because a lot of people have community people doing things for them. But in my deal is what, what are we going to do for for the community? In return, I think we get a, we get a return on on our investment. But at the same time, you know, I, I think if you're serving somebody, it's hard to be a butthead if you're serving somebody, you know. And and you, you got to be able to shake hands and you got to speak. You got to sell yourself. And I got a lot of kids. It's it's hilarious to watch them. Yes, sir. No, sir. And and then they, they talk to another coach. Yes, yeah, no. But out there in the community, they're they're different, and that's what I want. I, that's why I tell them you're you're different than what people think of you. You know, just go out there and let's do this. So there are some of the things that 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 we do. You know, we go down to our junior highs, and I, I have my kids to run the chains at, at the junior high games. Um, you know, and I feed them for it. You know, it's, um, but I just want them to to serve. But I also want our junior, our junior high kids to see to see our players. You know, we. And, and and I want to show them this is what I, this is what I expect of you when you when you get here. So we do things like just community service. You know we're we're heavily involved. You know a lot of parents are, are hey you know you can't be pushing you know church on the key. I'm not pushing it. You know it's 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 totally voluntary if you want to come come on. But who's going to turn down free food? Yeah. You know so so those are a lot of things that we do. But the main thing that I'm proud of is our mentor program. And you know that that got us a lot of recognition here in the Dallas area. It was in the Dallas Morning News um, about just putting good men in, in in the path of our of our players. And, and you said this earlier. You know, even with your coaches, they get tired of hearing you say the same thing over and over. Yep. But when it comes from someone else, it, my my own sons will wear me out. You know, I am a I am a terrible golfer, but I say, hey man, you know, you do it like this, do it like this, and they'll go over to somebody that and, and pay them. And they tell them the exact same thing I told them for free. But they listen to them. Mm -hmm. So it's just how it is, you know. We, but you, you got you to gotta surround them. They get a, enough nonsense and noise from the world. They need to hear from good people and good men. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're continuing our path of being all over the place uh, in this. We joked just a little while ago about question mark shirts, but I, I do mm-hmm. want to come back to it. Why is boot camp in the off season so important to you? But for me, you know, like it, it's, it's a way to tie everybody together. It, it, it doesn't matter if you were the varsity starter, if you was a freshman last year, if you're on JV, we're all the same. And you got to answer that question. Do you want to be a part of our team next year? Mm-hmm. Um, does everything matters to you? You know, and I know Jay, you're huge on everything matters. And so that's my question is, is, is does everything matter to you? Yeah. And, but you got to be able to answer that. And, and, you know, our battle cry is, you know, you can't reign with me if you didn't go through the rain with me. Mm-hmm. Well, that means if you didn't go through off season and through boot camp, then you can't play with us. You know, you're going to have to put the work in and earn the right to be a part of our team. And, and every year you're going to have, you're going to have those guys who skip um, off season want to show up in the summer coach. I'll make a deal with you. I won't miss any days in this. Nope. Nope. You wasn't there. You wasn't there grinding. You ain't going to be here shining. So we just kind of, that's why boot camp is so, but it's, it's another thing too, though. It's just, we find leaders, you know, um, man, all my captains were, were, were guys who, that we had we identified um, through boot camp because man, it's it, you're gonna sink down to 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 that level. You know, you don't rise to the occasion. You sink down to what you've already prepared for. And man, and my leaders are the ones that that rise that come up out of that and they say, hey, look, we can survive this. But that's what makes it so important for the young group because by the time you're a junior, you learn how to survive it. It's not hard for you anymore. It's just something. That's what we do. Right. It's some young guys that that need that need you. Some young guys that need you to step up and be a leader and, and understand and say, look, man, you can get out of that question mark shirt if you answer this question. Do you really want to be a part of, of the North 40 Falcons? And that's a question that you have to answer. And if you and if that's the question you want to answer, then you're going to do the 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 all the 40s we have to do. You're going to do all the the different boot camp stations that you're going to do. Your grades are going to be right. Your, your attendance is going to be good. Your discipline is going to be good. And, and those are the kids that we want in our program, the ones who answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I, I had a front row seat to, to boot camp at, at Grapevine. And so I, I, I knew what that was like. Uh, and I know that it was, it was carried over to uh, North Forney. And then, of course, I knew, knew what we were getting when, when Mike came down to Robinson. Yeah. And it's, while it's different, it, it's the same still. So I, I did boot camp in soccer what we're what we're trying to do with it is is identical the the way it looks is a little different i, I when i did it i was a girl soccer coach you, you guys are coaching football it, it's going to be a little different but within their four-year high school playing career boot camp to me is about all of those little details that transfer over into the games but then yes it it's about okay now you just walked across the stage what does boot camp mean to your life now and and all mm-hmm. of those things are transferable, uh, and and then you know we talked about you know the, the good soldiers and, and being in the trenches. I, yeah. I think it just goes a long way with they know you know last night when they stepped onto the field, they could look all around them, left, right, front, back, and all of those guys in that that put on those helmets were all together in the trenches grinding yeah. it out yeah. last spring, and and that means yeah. something. So. 
I, I, I wanted to ask that question be just because I knew kind of a little bit of where it would go. I didn't want to go dive into yeah. exactly what, what it is, but I just yeah. think it's important in your off season to have some semblance of a boot camp. Don't just end season and, you know, roll right into lightly doing whatever it is that you're doing and taking, you know, days and weeks off because you just went through yeah. it. No, you're wasting days. Day, day one of yeah. next year is is the day after your season ends in my book. So go get after it. Yep. Right. And I, I mean, I had a coach that didn't, he didn't believe in it. And, and all he wanted to do was just lift and run. I'm like, man, hey, look, you can do that in CrossFit. This ain't CrossFit. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a football program. We got to do boot camp. Yeah. Well, we, we started this thing off uh, giving you a hard time and, and having a good time. But we're, we're to yeah. the point in the show now where we're going to give you the mic and uh, we're, we're going to let you turn it over to us. So we're both friends with Randy and I yes. joked to how he treats you. I, you, you are, you're his whipping boy. Uh, and it's fun yep. to, it's fun to watch the two of y'all, but uh, you put a lot, put up with a lot from that guy. So, and of course, you know, it is, and, and I know it is, it's all in good fun, but because we're all close and good friends and it's my podcast, I want to give you a shot uninterrupted to give it back to him a little bit. What, what's your favorite Randy story or, or something that you could, you could get back at him with? Oh man, me and uh, me and Velasquez talked about it earlier. You know, we were <laughs> like, what do we, what do we, do we do it in the Randy voice or how do we <laughs> do this? You know, but we, we, we said the, the best story that we can come up with was, was we had, um, we had a coach, coach McCowan, you know, he was given a character lesson one time and, oh and, and, and you know how it is, <laughs> man. And, and, uh, and like right at, right. That, that little time between, uh, winter and spring where it's, it's cool in the mornings. Then, then about eight o'clock, man, started to warm up. Well, we're in the indoor and we're doing our boot camp, and, and McCallum was giving his character lesson. And, and I see a coach, two coaches over kind of snickering and I look over there and Randy's trying to take off his sweater but he can't take the sweater off without pulling his undershirt off. You know, so he, it, it, was, it was the most hilarious thing. You just watched him. It, it looked like, a, it looked like a, a bear trying to get out of, like, a bag. He's fighting with the sweater, and the sweater is whooping him. And so I started looking. Now, all, one by one, the kids are looking over there, and he's still – he doesn't know. He's doing this for, like, 10 or 15 seconds. He would get it. He would get the uh, his arm up over his head. He would have the sweater up. He could feel his shirt coming up. So he'll try to pull his shirt back down, and the sweater would come down. And, it, and he's showing just the paleness of of, of Randy Jackson. It, it was it was hilarious. And the kids were trying not to laugh because they didn't they didn't want the, the 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 wrath of Coach Jackson to come down on him. So he's trying. He's trying, and he keeps trying. He so he took one one arm out. And he got like half the hoodie, the half the hoodie on, the half the shirt on, and his nipples are all out. And the kids are trying not to laugh. So he looks and he sees, see us all looking in bed, and he just starts rolling, laughing with this, you know. And 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 in Randy, in Randy, in Randy fashion, he made it even worse by by whoop me, y'all. And he's just doing, doing all of that. So he tried to take the shirt back off, and he's holding the t-shirt in his hand, and he's got no shirt on. Oh my god! I would love to tell you that. I love to tell you the picture that of Coach Jackson looked like a chiseled Greek god, but I wouldn't. I would be lying if I was <laughs> if I would say that. That's funny. You know, so the kids, so the kids are laughing. That made it even funnier. And McCowan's whole like, lesson is ruined by the by Coach Jackson, and, <laughs> and so he comes over there and he's trying to save the moment. 
trying to get the kids back locked in, but it, it was over by the end, man. So every time we turn around, you know, we always tell him, he, he always gets upset. And we always say, remember when that time that sweater whipped your butt? You know, <laughs> we just laugh at it. <laughs> so we'll have to, uh, you'll have to bring that up on the, the, the mastermind when we come back in, in the spring. Oh, oh, the best when you demonstrate it, it, it looked like <laughs> the scene when it's like the, the fat guy in a little coat and he's twisting and turning in, yeah. in the jacket. If yeah. you would have seen it, 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 that was, I'm telling you, man, we laughed for like three days on that deal. Yeah. And knowing Randy, he will add the commentary in only a way that Randy can. So that will, yeah. that will finish off the story yeah. and, and make it awesome. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Well, Man, this has been fun, and it, you know it's been good to just kind of sit back and laugh, but also get better today. So, send us out today with your favorite quote. Coach, man, my my favorite one is, is what what I tell my team. We, we we have one rule, it's the man rule, and it's be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing to the best of your ability every day. Mm. That's what men do, you know. And I don't have any other rule. If you're targeted class, my question was, were you? Were you what are you doing the man rule? Where where you were, where you where you're supposed to be. Wow. You know, if you're doing something stupid, are you doing what are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? If you miss a day, are you doing it every day? You know, so that covers everything. Yeah, that you know, so you don't need any other rule but that one. So once again, it's be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing to the best of your ability every day. And that covers you for being a, a, a husband, a father, a great coach, a great player. If you just do the man rule. Yeah, that's awesome. What a, that's a great way to go out. And Coach Lester, man, it's, it's been fun. It's great sharing this time with you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could connect. Um, yes, sir. Man, go get after it this season. Jay, we're trying, man. Uh, man, I, I, I appreciate you again, man, for just giving us opportunity just to talk. And Man, honestly, I don't care if you record this or not or post it, man. I just, I just enjoy talking to you. It was a great time, like always, man. I, like I said earlier, man, I feel like I still work for you. So, man, uh, we're, I, I made a friend. Um, you're, you're a dude. And, man, just know that I'm, I'm, I'm your biggest fan. And when you started this, I was, I, was, I was proud of you. Man, so you got a friend for life, Jake. Yeah, awesome. Back at you, bud. And, uh, man, I'll keep following you and keep watching you for doing great things i've been i'm following your twitter and seeing all those the things that you talked about today you know i'm seeing those on, on social media in the feed and i think that's awesome uh, so keep Thank keep imp impacting kids i mean that's what the show is all about it's impact and uh you're doing it up there so man keep getting after it keep growing coaches and uh teaching them how to have have that same type of impact and to one up you because then you're just helping kids even that much more so Man, that's it. Have a great weekend and get some rest and back at it next week. Yes, sir. Come money. Trying to go three and zero. Yep. Next week. There you go. All right, bud. Have a good one. <laughs>